Good Sikhis Khilikudzayan, Emir Aleph. The Sikhis is a little shorter than many of the other Sikhis in this Sefer. And it is a Rashi Sikha, a Sikha that is going to focus uh, on one of the Klole Rashi, one of the rules, the principles that the Rebbe taught us uh, in the Pirush of Rashi is to focus on the Dibur HaMaschil. That the words of the Dibur HaMaschil, the words that the Rashi quotes from the Pasik, are very uh, relevant either to understanding what is bothering Rashi or to understanding the explanation that Rashi is going to give. And this Sikha focuses on a Dibur HaMaschil in this Parsha. It has been spoken numerous times about the utmost precision, the ultimate precision in the wording of Rashi Antera. Not only the words of Rashi's Pirush, but also the words that he chooses to quote from the Pasik before giving us his Pirush, which we often refer to as the Dibur HaMaschil. That also the words of the Dibur HaMaschil are also precise and chosen specifically. And based on that, there is an explanation required on a certain Rashi in this Parsha. In honor of Parsha Samayadus, in the beginning of the Parsha of Yom Tevim, which takes up a section in Parsha's Emmer, after the first Pasek, or first Tupsukim, where he introduces that, were, that David is speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, that we're about to speak about the Mayadim, the Yomim Tevim. The Pasek says, That six days a week work shall be done. On the seventh day, it is Shabbos Shabbosin, it is a Shabbos of Shabbos, Mikra uh, Kaidish, it is a designated as a holy day, and no Melacha should be done on this day. When the Nach is the Tera Mamshech and the Psukim Nachtim, and then the Tera continues in the following Psukim, Eile Mayadi Hashem, these are the Yomim Tevim, when Nachin Toys Alamayadim and mentions, and uh, all of the Yomim Tevim starts with Pesach, and then Sviras, the days of the Eimer, the Carbon Eimer. And then Shavuos, then Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, and then Sukkot. From them, Pasuk is Rashi Maitik Tiveritah Sheishas Yavim. So from this Pasuk, this Pasuk Gimel, Rashi quotes the words, just the words, Sheishas Yavim, six days. When is Mefarish and explains as follows: Ma in Shabbos Hitzel Meredes. What's the connection of Shabbos to the Yom Tovim? And the question basically is that there's a there's a major difference between Yom Tov and Shabbos. That Shabbos is every seventh day. It's chosen by the Eibishter that every seventh day is Shabbos. Yomim Tovim were designated by Bezdin because the, uh, when it came to the Shchidosh, Bezdin would, would be Mekadosh, the Chidosh, uh, would, would, would bring on the new month. And based on the day that Bezdin was Mekadosh, the Chidosh, uh, uh, if it was Tishrei, that day, the next day would become Rosh Hashanah. Ten days later would be Yom Kippur. Fifteen days later would be Sukkot. If it's, if it's uh, Nisan, then fifteen days later would be Pesach. And uh, fifty days after that would be Shavuos. So the Yomim Tevim are based on the designation of human beings. Bezdin, but human beings. So it's, that's what they're called. Um, they're, they're, they're chosen or they're designated by Bezdin. 
So Mechayr, Shabbos, and Yom Tiv are so different. So Rashi asks the question, which Chazal ask, why, how did the Shabbos, how is Shabbos, why is Shabbos included here together with, with the Yom Tevim if they are so different? And, and Rashi answers the question. The Lamdecha to teach you. That somebody who desecrates the Yamtiv, it is considered as if he desecrated the Shabbos, even though one might think that Yamtiv is less stringent than Shabbos, because after all, it's man made or man designated. Nevertheless, you have to know that if a person desecrates a yontif, it's as if he desecrated Shabbos. And someone who observes, properly observes the Yomim Tevim, it's considered it's as if he observed Shabbos, even though Shabbos is in a certain sense on a higher level. Nevertheless, if someone keeps yontif, it's as if they kept Shabbos. Is it moving? So that's the Rashi. So we have to ask, we have to ask the following question. The question that's being asked here, as Rashi himself says it, what is the connection between Shabbos and the Yom Tevim? Rashi should have brought the words on the seventh day of Shabbos, so that he can ask, how does, why are we discussing Shabbos when we're supposed to be discussing Yom Tevim? And stod them, bring their Gershesis Yomim, Instead, Rashi brings the word the words Sheshes Yamim Unu Vayema Shvi Shabbos Daiter Afilu Nit On Durch Zugev and the Vart VeGoimar, and he doesn't even allude to the words of Shabbos by saying VeGoimar by saying etc. He says Sheshes Yamim six days and doesn't even say VeGoimar, as totally ignoring the fact that this pasuk is talking about Shabbos. He only focuses on the word Sheshes Yamim, and that's a question. Seemingly, Rashi's Pirus was about the day of Shabbos, so he should have said of Shabbos, or at least said of a Goimar after Sheshus Yamim. So now the Rebbe is going to suggest an answer. He's going to suggest that maybe Sheshus Yamim is not to tell us the content of the Rashi, but it is to bring it as an introduction. That sometimes Rashi brings the beginning of a Pasik to tell you that he's going to talk about the entire Pasik and only brings the first few words of the Pasik, uh, even though some of the later words of the Pasik are more connected to the period of Rashi. So he's going to suggest that as an answer, and he's going to say that it's not a good answer. Seemingly, we can answer that when Rashi brings the word he's not here to tell us that these are the important words to know. These are the words that are going to be addressed in the Rashi. But he's bringing them as the beginning of the Pasik to tell us that we're going to talk about the Pasik. As we find in a number of places. As Rashi is mighty, the Aschalof and Apostolic, or the Franinia, the Rashi quotes the beginning of a Pasik or the beginning of a concept. Not even adding the word Vegoimar, which means etc. And his commentary, his Pirush, is addressing the whole Pasik and the or the whole idea, even though he only brought the very beginning of that Pasik or that idea. And, and we bring two examples. Number one, 
on the Pasik Vasu as Aifid, which is in Parshas Titzava, Zokt Rashi Rashi says, In Basi Lufarish Khulu, that if I would try to explain each part of the Pasik individually, it would be very difficult to give a good picture of what the Aifid looked like. Therefore, I'm going to explain the whole thing in this Rashi over here. And then Rashi goes and explains all of the details of making the, of the aphid. The aphid was an apron-like um, baguette garment that the Kayan Gadol wore from his waist uh, down. With a, a tied in the front and it hung in the back. It was like an apron, but the opposite of the way we of the way we would wear an apron, where the where the material hung in the back and the belt tied in the front. Now it's called the aphid. So Rashi explains all the details. And even though Rashi is explaining many details about the aphid that are mentioned in, in, in the Pasik, he only quotes the words and they will make the aphid. So we see that Rashi quotes the beginning of the Pasik and is implying that in this Rashi, I'm not just going to speak about the word aphid, I'm going to speak about many of the ideas that are discussed in the Pasik. So too in the Rashi in this parsha, which comes in the next pasuk, pasuk Dalid, right after the Rashi of Sheshes Yamim. And even pasuk Elamayad the Hashem Mikroi Kodesh, Asher Tikroi and the pasuk of Elamayad the Hashem. Where Rashi is mefarish them tam a kevel from the Gansen pasuk, where Rashi is explaining why the whole pasuk is repetitive. It's repetitive. Uh, first of all, to Pasik Beis, where it already said, and then it's repetitive in Pasik Dalit itself, etc. So Rashi addresses the repetitiveness in the Pasik. And nevertheless, the Dibra Maschil only quotes the first two. Uh, three words of the Pasik, without even a Gaimar. So here are two examples where Rashi is talking about the whole Pasik and only quotes the first few words of the Pasik. So possibly we can apply that same reasoning to here, that even though he's talking about the whole Pasik, which is about Shabbos, he says the word Sheshis Yom, which is the beginning of the Pasik. Our mechanic letter has even been done. But that explanation cannot be used in this case. Rashi only suffices with the beginning of the Pasik if the beginning of the Pasik contains at least part of the, 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 the theme, the idea that he will be speaking about. Alderich, the indi dugmois are now similar to these above mentioned examples. Rashi banugin zechnit mit maitik zayin vaasu. Rashi doesn't suffice with just the word vaasu. Nor is Moshev ech vaasu esa eifit. He adds the words esa eifit. Well, does it the nikkud of zretzach in zayin pirish because that's what he's going to talk about. He's going to talk about the eifit. I see esa eifit. Alderich zayin pasuk eila meyad Hashem is our maitik nitplois eila. He doesn't say the word Eila. He says the word Eila Mayadi Hashem because he's going to talk about Mayadi Hashem.
In unser fall over, but in our case, in Pirish Rashi does negia der ma'inyan Shabbos v'chulu. Rashi is focusing on the connection of Shabbos to the ma'odos. So this pasuk he would be focusing on the Shabbos aspect of it. Und die Werte sheishes yomim given it a rois afilun it a tail from the minyan Shabbos. The word six days has nothing to do with Shabbos. It's the six days. It's not Shabbos. So you can't say that Rashi is quoting it for the, as the beginning of the pasuk because the sheishes yomim does not address. Any aspect of Rashi's Pirush. If it would have, like in the Pasik then you could say Yamim, Rashi is just beginning the Pasik to tell you that he's going to talk about the whole Pasik. But it can only, only works if the words that Rashi are quoting actually address some of what Rashi is going to speak about. Here Rashi talks about it quotes Sheshus Yamim and then talks about Shabbos. So that explanation cannot work in this case. There's another question in the words of Rashi. This till now we were speaking about the Dibar Now in Siv Gimel, we're going to ask on the actual Rashi. Why does Rashi start with a negative that if someone desecrates Yontif, it's as if he desecrated Shabbos? Why doesn't he begin with a positive? Whoever observes or fulfills or keeps the Yontif. It's as if he kept Shabbos. Especially the Pasuk in which he's using to compare Shabbos and the Yomim Tevim, the Psukim here are talking about keeping Yomtev. They're talking about uh, 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 how to observe the Yomtev. So it should have began with the fact that if you do observe Yomtev, it's as if you observe Shabbos. So even though Rashi is just quoting from the Teras Kayanim, so in Teras Kayanim, the, the Machadal comes first, and therefore that's how Rashi uh, phrases it. So that is not a good enough answer for why Rashi does it this way for two reasons. First of all, the Teras Kayanim is not addressing this Pasuk. The Teras Kayanim is speaking in a more general sense on the importance of keeping Yamtiv. And says that whoever keeps Yom Tiv is as if they kept Shabbos. But here we're talking about a specific Pasuk. So we have to be more consistent to the Pasuk, which is talking about Kiyom HaMayadis. The fulfillment, of, the, the, the observance of the Yom Tiv. So that's one point. In addition to that, is as Rashi is it's been spoken many times, that Rashi does not necessarily quote Mamori Chazal verbatim, nor Rashi is going to rephrase the words of Chazal so that they should be more understand, understood according to according to traditional Mikra. So in this case, since the Pasuk that Rashi is talking about is about Kiyom HaMayadis, it would have been more consistent with traditional Mikra to start with Kolom HaKayim So even though the Teros Kayim says it differently, number one, the Teros Kayim is not talking about this Pasuk. And number two, Rashi does not uh, obligate himself to quote the, the Medrash verbatim. He, he, he'll quote it at best the way, the way it works for traditional Mikra. So we're having a question. So, so we're back to our question: Why does Rashi begin with a negative? You always, when you speak to a person, you, you say, "Please do this for me." If you don't do it, there's a consequence. So we should have started and then say and say the, the, the severity of, of the negative. 
And it's now we're going to suggest another answer. The reason why we have to compare Shabbos and Yom Tif is because we, we want to uh, uh, caution the person that he should not be lenient when it comes to doing Malach and Yom Tif. A person might think, like we said before, as the Gansa Kvius. That the whole designation of this day of Yantif, and therefore the subsequent prohibition of Melacha, is based, is dependent on Bezdin. And therefore, a person might think that it's not so severe. And therefore, the Pasik has to tell me that to compare Shabbos and Yom Tiv, that in this regard, they're on the same level. And therefore, the, the, the most important emphasis here is to is to uh, tell the person that if you desecrate the yamtiv, if you think that yamtiv is not so important, and therefore you could do malacha and yamtiv, it's gonna have, it's going to be considered as if you desecrated Shabbos. The Parashi begins with a primary message that you don't be mechalel because it's as if you're doing a chilul Shabbos. And there's enough related to the Memshachalam and then brings the, 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 the continuation in the positive sense. So, that in other words, the answer we might suggest is that the, 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 the negative is the more important message here. Don't think that Yamtiv is less important than Shabbos. Over the Tiris is Nitmaspik. But also this reason is insufficient. Since the comparison in the Pasik of Shabbos and Yontif is not in the negative, in the prohibition against the Chilul Shabbos and Yontif, but it's in the positive, in the commandment to keep and observe and it's from that, it's from the how to observe Yom Tif, that we learn this which is in Teres So if Rashi is explaining what the Pasuk is telling me, and the Pasuk is telling me the Chiyuv, the positive, Rashi should have also Rashi should have written just about the Chiyuv. The Pasuk only focuses on the Chiyuv. Or at least, if you want to mention the negative, write in the order that how it is in the Pasuk. First, focus on the positive, which is what the Pasuk is talking about, and then you could mention the, 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 the negative. So, the, so the, we wanted to suggest that the, 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 the comparison of Shabbos and Yontiv is primarily focusing on the negative, and that's why Rashi starts with the negative. And we refuted that answer by saying that Rashi here is coming as, 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 as to explain the Pasuk. And the Pasuk is speaking about the positive. The Pasuk is speaking about Kiyum Hamayadus. And therefore Rashi should have began with Kalamakayim Hamayadus. So now we're at Siv Dalad and we're going to answer the question. And we're going to change your understanding of what's bothering Rashi. Till now, though, what's bothering Rashi is why is there why is there a mention of Shabbos over here? 
And we're going to see that that's not what's bothering Rashi. What's bothering Rashi is something entirely different. What's bothering Rashi is not why Shabbos is mentioned, but why the six days are mentioned. Why does the Pasuk have to mention six days a week, work shall be done? And that's why Rashi says, Sheishis Yamim in the Dibra Ma'aschil. And that's what Rashi is coming to explain to us with this comparison of Shabbos and Yom Tov. Here is the explanation. It's just so, so beautiful. The question, how does Shabbos, uh, how is, why is Shabbos brought in amongst the other Mayadis, if you're talking about Shabbos, is not such a great question. Not such a big question in Pshutish Mikro. As a matter of fact, he mentions in the order that uh, Barbanel says that Rashi is Pirushil is al Hadrash, which is this Pshat, this Remesh, this Drush, and this Sod. Usually Rashi is Rem, is, is, is Pshat, Pshutish Mikro. The Barbanel says here, this is not Pshutish Mikro, this is Drush. Because I'll be Pshutish Mikro, there's no question why Shah, or, or there's not, I shouldn't say no question, but there's uh, less of a question, why Shabbos is. is, is Mentioned amongst the Yom Tevim. As many of the other commentaries on Torah explain, Shabbos is included in the Mayadim, in the festival concept. Because it can be called the designated day. It's a unique day. One that is prohibited to do Malacha on it. And therefore, it's a moyed. It's, it's different than the rest of the week. It's designated for, for certain things. And even if you're going to say that Shabbos cannot be included in the moyed Hashem that are designated by the people, came from Dezeg and I'm learning, it could still be explained as their Pasuk, their Monba, their Agrivag and Shabbos, that the Pasuk is mentioning about Shabbos at least uh, uh, on the side, so uh, 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 so to speak, like uh, mentioning uh, as an aside, mentioning Shabbos, to at least tell us that there's a distinction between Shabbos and Yom Tov. The Shabbos is not dependent on Bezdin. It's not designated by Bezdin. It happens every 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 single seventh day, regardless of what uh, any Bezdin might come and say. And uh, uh, unlike Yantiv, which is dependent on Bezdin to know exactly which day it is, Bez, Shabbos, Vetongeruf, and Eich Shabbos Shabbosin. Shabbos is also called not just Shabbos, the Shabbos Shabbosin in this passing, in passing here in, in, in Parshish Emer. Because on Shabbos, uh, even Eichel Nefesh, even Melacha that is connected with food preparation, is Asim Hashem Yamtiv, where food preparation is Mutter. So either you're going to call Shabbos a Yoy because it's a designated day, or if you want to s- separate Shabbos from the Yom Tevim, then that itself explains why Shabbos is mentioned here. To separate it from Yom Tev, to say that even though uh, it's Asr B'Malacha, but nevertheless, it's different than, Bezden, than Shabbos because it is also Echel Nefesh's Asr, and it's not totally in Bezden. So Rashi is not bothered by sh- the mention of Shabbos here. The Tmiyah for Rashi is Shabbos. What's perplexing Rashi is the intro to Shabbos. That the Pasuk over here says on six days a week you should do work. By the first commandment in Torah, which is Nasir Sadibris, where it tells us 
to, to keep Shabbos. Is move of us when I fact is I say says Yom Gamer. It's understood why you have to introduce it with six days a week. You should work. Because the Torah is commanding us to, uh, uh, about the prohibition of work on Shabbos. The Pasuk tells us first, we shouldn't worry about our livelihood. Because in six days a week you could work and do, and, uh, you could, and do uh, make yourself a Parnasa. You could do your work. He was going to give us two more reasons why in Parashas Yisrael, it makes sense to say Sheish Hashem Tasa. Aleph, the Agdama Sheish Hashem Gamer is behesem to Hemshech of Dart. It's consistent with the continuation of the Pasuk there. As the time of Shmira Shabbos is Kishesh Hashem Masha Hashem Gamer, because the reason why we're resting on Shabbos is because in six days a week Hashem created the world and on the seventh day He rested. So therefore we work for six days and we rest on Shabbos. So it makes sense to mention the six days a week you should work because it's consistent with the six days with which in which David created the world. Base another reason why it makes sense to add Sheishas Yamim in over there in Aseis Adibris. For Sheishas Yamim Tavid Vasisakom Lachtecha Lerent Men Up. The Rashi brings the Sarab Rashi brings the Maimer Chazal that teaches us from the word Sheishas Yamim Tavid. That, that we learn Kishatavei Shabbos that when Shabbos comes Yehei Beinechal Kilu Kol Malachtecha Asuya Vechulu it should be in your eyes as if all your work is done. In other words, six days a week you should work, and then comes Shabbos. Not only you should not work, but you should consider it as if you have no work. And this, since this limud is, is learned from Sheish Hashem Tavid, that when you go into Shabbos, you have to see in such a state of rest that, you, that, that it's as if all of your malacha was already done. And therefore, as to say Sheish Hashem Tavid, so we have three points. Number one, it's the first time it's mentioning Shabbos, and therefore he has to tell us that we can make a parnasa by working six days. Number two, it's telling us about the six days because it's similar to the six days that Hashem created the world. And number three, it's telling us about the six days to tell us that when Shabbos comes, it should be like, it should be as if Oh, I believe in the order in order thirteen. Also in Vayakel, it says Um and that and the reason for that is because the main thrust of that parsha is to build a mishkan. So he said, "Well, six days a week you should build the mishkan. On the seventh day you should rest." So again, over there, we understand why it says Shabbos, which is not the primary place for the for the prohibition of Shabbos. It's only being mentioned uh, uh, casually, so to speak, uh, because the of the Yamim Tevim. What connection does the intro that six days a week you should work? What connection does that have to Yom Tev? should have began begun the Pasik with the words that the seventh day and this is the question that Rashi is answering by bringing the Mamer Chazal that what is the connection of Shabbos to Yom Tiv, to tell you that if you that if you if you uh, desecrate Yom Tiv, it's as if you desecrated Shabbos, etc., etc. As the pasuk with the tuglach and the harpkat from Nasius Menachem Meyadis to the harpkat from Nasius Menachem B'Shabbos, the pasuk here is trying to compare the severity of doing Melacha and Yom Tiv. 
to doing melacha on Shabbos, to the severity of doing melacha on Shabbos. And once we realize that the whole thrust of this Pasik is to understand the severity of doing Malacha and Yontiv, we'll understand why the Pasik says, And that'll answer Ashi's question why six days a week is mentioned in this Pasik. So the Nukudas Habir here is. That what's bothering Rashi is the words Sheishes Yamim Tiyasim Alacha in our Pasik. And what and Rashi to, uh, to explain to us why the Pasik starts out with these words, the Rashi brings this Maimar Chazal that the point of this Pasik is to underscore to us the severity of Malacha and Yamtiv and to compare it to the severity of Malacha and Shabbos. And once we realize how that works, we'll understand. Why the Pasuk has to begin with Sheshus Yom. Sifei. The Azbari in Dems. Let's explain what's the connection over here between uh, 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 the, the, the comparison of Shabbos and Yontiv and the Sheshus Yom. And there's a very important point that he makes over here. And that Sheshus Yomim is not a number of days. But Sheshus Yomim is a concept in time. That's going to be the Nekudus Ahazber. Uh, the 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 the, the, the the main point of the explanation is that Sheshes Yom, when it says six days, it's not just referring to six separate days, it's referring to a unit of time, to one concept of time, which comes with a, a, a its own uh, uh, set of halacha, or its own set of permissibility. Sheshes Yom, we say Sheshes Yom, it doesn't just signify uh, 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 an amount, a number of six individual days. It's referring to an entity in time, one unit of time that's made up of six days. Rashi says in a few psukim in this same parsha, call mokim any place. So nemar shivas shem davaru shavua shal yamim. Whenever it says shivas yamim. Not a shiv o yamim or something like that. Shiv as is referring to a name of something. It is a week of days. It is a unit of seven days. So too, whenever it says actually says whenever it says shmeinas or sheishes, it doesn't say shmeina yamim. It says shmeinas yamim. Ein zek tagike or the zibin tagike or the acht tagike tkufe. It's one. Unit of six days or seven days or eight days, but it's referring to the oneness, to the to the to the unit of it. So it says, let's say Shmaynas Yamim, it's not just seven, seven individual eight individual days, it's a unit of eight days. That's what the Pasik means over here when it says Shaysas Yamim six days, you should the Blacha should be done. Did Abisterat Kegabim and Uizkitelta Metsius from Shaysas Yamim? The Abister gave us a distinct entity. Of six days, but nor in here is the late Givarna Sias Malacha, which only in that entity of time Malacha is permitted. Thus, haste as the Allah's man of the Nitin that Kufa from the Vachendi Kesheshes Yamim Meachel, any other time that would not be included in the mundane six days, in the mundane unit that's made up of six days, then Asim Malacha. It's Asim Malacha. So in other words, Sheshis Yamantiyas Malacha, there's a certain entity of time in which Malacha is permissible. Any other time, Malacha is not allowed. 
This explains why the Torah begins this entire section of Ayamim Tovim with these words, Shesha, six days a week, Malacha should be done. Their meat is the Torah Magdir, Tzveklolis Diket Kufis, Vesuki Zman, Benegasias Malacha. The Torah is identifying and structuring two distinct time units. With regards to Malacha. Aluf Tasman Vashis Yamim versus Mutabri Malacha, Te Asa Malacha, the entity of time called Sheshis Yamim, which is Malacha is permissible in that time. Bez Yedder Andesman Asa Malacha. Any other time that cannot be classified as Sheshis Yamim is Asa Malacha. Now we understand how we're reaching this conclusion that anybody that that, that observe that, that desecrates Yomtiv is as if he desecrated Shabbos, and anybody that observes Yomtiv is as if he observed Yomtiv, as if he observes Shabbos. Chotz has been against him. He is against him. He is not like them. Israel from the Sias Malach of Yomtiv's Mitzvah of Shabbos, even though when it, with regards to the consequences. That a person is liable to, liable for, for doing malacha. Shabbos and yomtiv is different. Or bechlal is asias malacha beyomtiv. Bibalts is nit nichlul and sheishes yomim in zelben suk Shabbos. But generally speaking, with, with with besides for the consequences, generally speaking, the doing malacha and yomtiv, since it's not part of sheishes yomim, is in the same category as doing malacha and Shabbos, which is also not. In the Sheshes Yamim, and therefore it's Kilichilus Shabbos. It's as if he, it's as if he desecrated Shabbos. So we didn't get get to answer all of our questions, but one thing we're now learning, and that is, is that the Abishter created permissible time. Any other time that's not in that permissible time, it's not permissible. So in that aspect, Shabbos and are exactly the same. They're both not part of the Sheshes Yamim, and therefore they are both. Usr. And they're and, and they're similar. If you if you if you if you mechalal this, it's like you mechalal that because they're both not part of the Sheshes Yamim. And that's the Chiddush of this parsha. The parsha is telling us that anything that's not in the Sheshes Yamim is Asr Malach. Sorry, I feel the word Vegoimar. Now we understand what Ashi starts with the word Sheshes Yomim and does not even say the word Vegoimar. Midem is madgish. Rashi is emphasizing as Sheshes Yomim is an uizgitel terinyan and suk farzich. The Sheshes Yomim is a distinct and a separate concept independent of the rest of the Pasek. Under Hemshech HaKosu, by Yem HaShri Vegoimar, is Nitkin Hemshech to the Sheshes Yomim, and the continuation of the Pasek is not a continuation to the six days. Bekavonos HaPasek Melacha, in the theme of the Pasek, which is talking about Melacha, the two are not connected. Narat Sveitesh Sugzman, an entirely different category of time, versus Oster Basiyas Melacha, which is prohibited to do Melacha. And therefore, they're, they're, they're similar to each other. So Rashi is doing a Sheshas Yamim. If I tell you the Goimar, you might think that Sheshas Yamim leads, leads, leads to Uva Yemashvi Shabbos. And I don't want to do that to you. I want to point out to you that Sheshas Yamim is distinct, separate, individual from Uva Yemashvi Shabbos. And therefore, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to mention, not even a Goimar. So, 
We have now answered a bunch of questions. We've answered the question, why Rashi starts with Sheshash Yomim and doesn't say anything else. We answered what's bothering Rashi in this Pasuk. And we now understand how, the, how we reach this, this conclusion of Kalamakayim and Kalamachal. That Yom Tiv and Shabbos are similar to each other. Because they are both not in the category of Sheshash Yomim. And Rashi has to emphasize that to us. So he, so first of all, he mentions Sheshus Yamim because that's what's bothering him. Why does the Pasuk say Sheshus Yamim? And he doesn't mention anything else, not even a Vegoimar, because he wants to keep the Sheshus Yamim distinct from Uvayimishvi Shabbos. In the next two small paragraphs, we're going to answer a question with two different answers. Why does Rashi not mention the words Te'asim Allah and the Dibra Mask? Te'asim Allah is the big deal here. The whole distinction is that in Sheshash Yomim, Tayasim Olacha, and in the rest of it, you can't do Malacha. So why does Rashi not mention Sheshash Yomim? Why does Rashi not mention the words Tayasim Olacha? So for that, we have two reasons. It is Oich Nit Meisif Tayasim Olacha, Vel Das is Dach Rishos. Und die Oisketeltkeit von Sheshash Yomim und Shabbos Vemeyodais is in Isr Malacha. The, the Tayasim Olacha is, 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 is something that's permissible. That during the six days a week, even though we said earlier that, that it's mitzvah say, or no, we're going to say in a moment, that it's a mitzvah say, but um, uh, uh, we, 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 he's going to say that Chazal encouraged us to work on the six days a week, but nevertheless, not a mitzvah. You don't have to work during the, during the six days of the week. It's, you're allowed to work during the six days of the week. Now, the, the distinction of the six days of the week, uh, uh, sorry, of Shabbos and the Mayadays from uh, the Sheshes Yomim is in the Isser Malacha. So in other words, since we want to focus here that on the rest of the Dewey Shabbos and the rest of the week uh, on Yom Shabbos and Yontif, you're not allowed to do Malacha. We don't want to mention the words Te'asa Malacha, which would, which would focus on the Rishus to do Malacha if we want to keep the focus on the Isser Malacha, which is the ultimate uh, uh, point of this whole Parsha, when to not do Malacha. So that's number one. So Rashi doesn't say Tiyas Malacha because we want to focus on the Isra Malacha and not on the Rishus to do Malacha in the six days. Other, here is another suggestion of a reason and here it's going to go back to what we said in the beginning of the Sikha that sometimes Rashi mentions the beginning of a Pasuk and he means the whole Pasuk or a big part of the, or the, or the whole Inyan but by saying the first few words he, he, he's letting us know that he's going to speak about the entire Inyan. Uh, so we can apply that to here. Rashi means the whole concept of the Sheshus Yamim. Similar to Vasus Eifed, which was mentioned earlier in Seif Beis. And he doesn't have to say the whole Pasuk. He means the, the whole Pasuk. He just doesn't say the whole Pasuk. In other words, by saying Sheshus Yamim, he means Sheshus Yamim. He doesn't have to say it because once he starts, he's indicating that he's going to speak about the whole union. So, the Teres Malacha, two, re- two reasons why it doesn't say Teres Malacha, either because the focus here is on, on the Easter Malacha, not on the Rishus of the Malacha in the, in the six days, or Itaka means Teres Malacha to be included, but he doesn't have to actually say it by Sheshas Yomim, he's, he's saying that I'm referring to the whole Pasuk, or the whole union. We also asked why the Pasuk, why Rashi mentions first Mechal HaShabos, Mechal HaSamoyodes, and then Mechayim HaSamoyodes. Why don't you start with the, why doesn't he start with the positive? So that's, he's going to answer in the next paragraph.
This will also explain to us the order in Ashi. Since the general comparison of Yomtiv and Shabbos is being learned from Shesus Yomim, comes out similar to what you said before about Teyasa Malacha. That the Limud here is about the desecration of Yomtiv. Derbas is mechalal yomtiv tasiyas melacha. Someone who desecrates yomtiv by doing melacha, because their meat is their over afin gedef on agbala from sheishas yomim, and by this he's he's crossing over the boundary of the six days. Arayin nemendik in suga heter demizman haaser vasus michutz mudi sheishas yomim. He's moving the goalposts. He's he's taking days that are outside of the Sheshes Yamim, and he's bringing them into the permissibility of Sheshes Yamim by doing Melacha, if it's Yantif, and he does Melacha, what he's basically doing is he's saying that this day is part of Sheshes Yamim, when it isn't. So therefore, it's as if it was Mechal Shabbos. So it's, when he takes a day, and he tries to bring it into the Sheshes Yamim, he tries to pretend like it's a day that's Mutter, What's he doing? It's as if he would someone would to say the Shabbos is part of the Sheshes Yamim. So the main limud here is about Chilu, that you can't be Mechalal Yontif, because if you're Mechalal Yontif, it's as if you be Mechalal Shabbos. So therefore, Rashi starts with Mechalal Asa Shabbos, because that's the main limud over here. And from the negative, you can learn the positive. You can, from that, you can derive that someone who keeps Shabbos, who keeps Yom Tif, is as if he kept Shabbos. But that's not the primary limud. The primary limud is with regards to Chilu Yom Tif, that you can't move a, a Yom Tif day and pretend like it's one of the Sheshes Yom. And therefore, since the primary limud is Vachil Yom Tif, Rashi starts with Kolomachal Asamayadis. So that answers all of our questions. We've answered the question of why Rashi uh, uh, quotes Sheshes Yamim, because that's what's bothering Rashi, is bothering Rashi, why it's Yamim. And the explanation of why it's Sheshes Yamim is because it's a general akdama to the whole concept of the comparison of Shabbos and Yamtiv with regards to not doing Malacha, that six days a week, uh, six, six days is a, is, is a unit of time in which Malacha is, is allowed. Anything that does not fit into that concept is Usr. And therefore Yamtiv and Shabbos are the same thing. They're both not part of Shesha's Yamim. And in other words, even though they might be part of, it might be on a Tuesday, but it's not part of the entity of the Shesha's Yamim, which is the entity of Zman that's Mutu Malacha. And therefore, and therefore, so it comes out that when Rashi asks a question, that's actually the answer. The question of Rashi is, what's Shesha Shem doing here? And the answer is, because we're bringing, we're comparing Shabbos and Mayodais, to understand the comparison of Shabbos and Mayodais, you need to have Shesha Shem. You need to understand that, that both Shabbos and Mayodais are not part of the Shesha Shem, and therefore they're the same thing. And now we go to Yenish Altera to the to the to the uh, deeper uh, uh, element of Rashi. Yenish Altera in the Pirush Rashi is to do with Chazal Zogit. After Sheishes Yom Tavid, Zumi says, "Chazal tell us that Sheishes Yom Tavid is a mitzvah." Does haste as Tam Alacha b'Sheishes Meachel is nitna razach was as mutter of the Torah. The doing Alacha in the six days a week is not just something that's permissible according to Torah. No, it's a mitzvah. 
It is actually a proper pathway for a yid in serving Hashem. The first has to be a making of a receptacle to receive Hashem's brachas, which is doing the work. And then comes Birchas Hashem, then comes the Ibshas Bracha. Which, of course, in Chesidus also refers to the fact that when we work with Elam Haza, we transform it, we elevate it to Kedusha. So, however you, you, however you frame it, there is, there is an ideal of doing Melacha in the six days of the week. But conversely, this approach is only necessary when you're coming from the perspective of the, of the physical body. The slapsus from the neshama in guf, the neshama the way it is enclosed in the body. Because the, the, the body conceals the neshama and, and, and operates in a bodily way. Therefore, therefore the, 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 the neshama of the guf combo, the neshama, the way it's concealed in the guf, has to follow the natural order of things according to Torah. For example, Chazal said you can't rely on a miracle because, because you have to go first with Teva. Another thing Chazal tells us is that you're supposed to follow the law of the land. When the Neshama comes down into the Guf, the Guf has to operate according to the world that it's in, according to the nature that it's in. But if you're looking solely from the perspective of the neshama, not only is there, is there no necessity for malacha, there shouldn't be any malacha. Since the neshama is not in the same category as the guf, doesn't have the nature of the guf. And as the Rebbe Rashab said, that are that that the neshama only the gullus only the guf went into gullus. The Rebbe Rashab said the Friedrich Rebbe quoted it in uh, in Kastrama, I think, by the train station. But the Rebbe Rashab said uh, that only our guf went into gullus, but our neshama did not go into gullus. So the neshama is not exiled by uh, uh, by gullus, and therefore does not have to fit in to the framework of a guf or of teva. The neshama stands higher than the uh, concealed world. So therefore the neshama is constantly in front of the king, in front of Hashem. And when you're in on the level of being in front of Hashem, uh, uh, doing malacha is similar to someone who signals with his fingers in front of the king. Which even when you stand in front of the king, you have to stand in total bittle, in total uh, 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 humility, in total uh, 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 subservience. And if you even motion with your fingers, it's considered treason. So the neshama, when it's in the guf, has to follow the rules of the guf. That's what Taylor says. But when the neshama is, from the neshama is seen from, from its own perspective, the neshama is beyond the alabaster of the, of, the, of the world. And therefore it's standing in front of the king. Doing a malacha would be like motioning a fing- motioning with your fingers in front of the king. Similar to the fact that if someone's davening all day, is it also malacha? He's not allowed to do malacha. He's not even allowed to to signal with his fingers for the entire day. So then, so even an neshama, even in the guf. If a person's in the middle of davening, then he doesn't do malacha. And if he davens the whole day, he doesn't do malacha the whole day. 
So the neshama, if it's if when it's outside of the parameters of the guf, is in front of the king, in front of the king, there's no malach. And therefore, from the neshama perspective, there has to be an idea of tisbeis, of resting from malacha. And these are the two extremes that are demanded in the Aved of Ayid. In the Sheshes Yamim, first demo is that Alpitei of Anumanech with Nyanei Aguf is Tavadim. It is say, in during the six days, in the entity of time, when Alpitei he is meant to be involved with bodily matters, with worldly matters. So then there's a mitzvah Tavad work. Over in the text for Shabbos for Yom Tiv, when by Eden is made a neshama, but on the days of Shabbos and Yom Tiv, when by when the light of the neshama is shining by the yid, then then he has to stand higher than the guf and the 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 desires of the guf and the nature of the guf. It's understood. That that, that that at that stage, the idea of malacha is totally uh, uh, um, how do you say upgifrecht in English? Is 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 uh, <laughs> it's it's oh man, the word escapes me, but it's out of the question. Malacha is out of the question. Upgifrecht, maybe that, it's close enough. It's out of the question when you're during the seven days of the week, the uh, the six days of the week. So the Torah says, work, you got to work with the guf. But on Shabbos or Yantif, when, when the neshama is, is higher than the guf, at that time, Malach is out of the question. So, the, and, so that's, the, that's the idea here, is that the Hashem created two, two time periods. One time period where Sheshas Yamim, where the Torah says, go into the world and make a difference in the world and work the world. And then there's another time period, and over here, Shabbos and Yamtiv are equal. They're both not time, of she, they're, not, they're not part of Sheshas Yamim. And at this time, the neshama is higher than, than going to work. And not only that, but the work is totally out of the question. When we bow, the neshama is higher from guf and galos. And since the neshama is higher than guf and higher than galos, like we said, it ultimately impacts, affects the guf. That Although the guf is in its own limitations in exile, so by take Nevertheless, the 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 strength of the neshama should outshine the guf, so it should be able to give him the light that's higher than guf than 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 gvul, and higher than galus, higher than limitations, and higher than galus. to the point that the neshama should impact the guf, that it should take the guf out of galus. Literally, in the Gula Mitzvah Shlema, the Mashiach Zakhen of Akarav Mamish, through the Gula Mitzvah Shlema, Ayyadeh Mashiach Zakhen of Akarav Mamish. So that's the, that's the deeper aspect of, of what we're learning over here. That, 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 that there are times that the, that the person has to realize that not only is he, is he not allowed to do Malacha, but he shouldn't even want to do Malacha. He should be in a place that he's standing on such a level, he's so close to Hashem, that Malacha is out of the question. And when you when you when you reach that level, then the neshama could actually impact the guf to lift it up, to take it out of its own uh, 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 constraints, out of its own confines, and ultimately take it out of galus kipsuta bekarav mamish.